Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for the light of a new day. What a gift it is to be in your presence together as your people. Lord, would you knit, to, knit our hearts together in love this morning? Lord, help us to see you clearly, even as Mary saw you. Lord, help us to believe the testimony, the proclamation, the announcement of good news that you have conquered death. We need you to do that this, spirit, this morning by your spirit. So be with us now, we pray. It's in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Psalm 118. This was our psalm this morning that we read part of. It starts with these words. Psalm 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord, and this could be you, you can join me if you'd like. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. That's Easter proclamation. I'm so thankful for the Psalms. We've been in the Psalms a lot this Lent, uh, and they continue to uh, delight me. And I'm so thankful for this psalm this morning. Just yesterday, just yesterday, Holy Saturday, we remembered again that God the Son, the man Christ Jesus, in real human history, in real human history, he did not breathe. He did not breathe. Malcolm Geith puts it like this in his poem about Holy Saturday. Look unflinchingly on the sacred face that cannot move or change or look at you. Yesterday, just yesterday, we remembered that our sinless Savior died. God died for us. Psalm 118 and verse 5. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord the Lord answered me and set me free. That is why we are here this morning. The gospel, the Lord has set us free. In the darkness of night, on the third day last night, we began the great celebration for God the Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, breathed again. He breathed again, his lungs filled with air. Again, he opened his eyes he talked again, and touched, and ate, and walked again. That's what Chloe read for us from Acts this morning. He did all of these things in his body again. His sacred face alive forevermore. That's why we're here. That's why the church gathers still thousands of years later. Today begins the great 50 days of Easter. What are the great 50 days? Now, there were 40 days, the 40 days that the risen Lord Jesus lived again with his disciples. So the risen Lord Jesus in his body, he walked around, he ate and he touched and he taught for 40 more days with his disciples. So for 40 days, we walk with Jesus in this season of Easter. And 10 days after he ascended to the Father, 
and he poured out his spirit upon all flesh at Pentecost. 40 plus 10, there you go. The great 50 days of Easter, that is why we're here this morning. The man Christ Jesus, he is alive. Hallelujah, he's alive. That's why we're here. But, but, why, here's the question, why is this one day, Easter Sunday, such a big deal? So we got, we have 50 days, um, and we all know that every Sunday, every first day of the week, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That's what we do every Sunday, all year long. Why, why just, why make a big deal about Easter? Why stay up late into the night, uh, lighting candles and singing a lot of songs and reading like the whole Bible? Why did we do that last night? And then get up again and come to church again this morning. Well, um, I, I heard this week the perfect answer to that question. Why do we repeat this liturgy? Why do we have Easter Sunday? Why do we do Lent? And all these kinds of things. Why do we do that? Now, I've been married for 17 years now. Um, and I try to be a good husband every day. I try. I try my best. Sometimes I don't try hard enough, but I, I do. I try to, I try to make my marriage a delight for my wife. That's my aim. And part of that is going on date nights, um, getting a babysitter, you know, saving up enough money to have a babysitter and maybe do that every once in a while, do date nights. But here's the thing. If when our wedding anniversary comes around and I, and I go up to my wife and I say, you know, honey, we, you know, we celebrate we celebrate our wedding, our marriage, really every day. That's what we do all the, like every day is sort of a celebration. Do you think that would go well? Kids, do you think that would go well? No, it, it doesn't, by the way, it doesn't, okay? You need to do something a little extra to remember, to rekindle, and that's why we gather on Easter Sunday. And one other thing that I've learned in 17 years of marriage is that on those anniversary dates in particular, I don't run my mouth for a very long time, okay? So this morning, I'm trying to live out of that lesson. Uh, and so I, uh, many of you guys know that I used to have the nickname C.S. Bora because I quoted C.S. Lewis all the time. And this last year, I have become Chris Chrysostom. Uh, not because I'm a great preacher because of John Chrysostom, uh, but because I'm quoting him all the time. And the rest of this sermon is uh, St. John Chrysostom's late 4th century. So over 1,600 years ago, his Easter homily. This is St. John Chrysostom. Let all pious men and all lovers of God rejoice in the splendor of this feast. Let the wise servants blissfully enter into the joy of their Lord. Let those who have been born, who have borne the burden of Lent, now receive their pay. And those who have toiled since the first hour, let them now receive their due reward. Let any who came after the third hour be grateful to join the feast. And those who may have come after the six, let them not be afraid of being too late. 
For the Lord is gracious, and he receives the last even as he receives the first. He gives rest to him who comes at the eleventh hour, as well as to him who has toiled since the first. Yes, he has pity on the last, and he serves the first. He rewards the one and praises the effort. Come, you all. Come, everyone, enter into the joy of your Lord. You the first and you the last receive alike your reward. You rich and you poor dance together. You sober and you weaklings celebrate the day. You who have kept the fast and you who have not rejoice today. The table is richly loaded Enjoy its royal banquet. The calf is a fatted one. Let no one go away hungry. All of you, all of you enjoy the banquet. All of you receive the riches of his goodness. Let no one grieve over his poverty for the universal kingdom has been revealed. Let no one weep over his sins for pardon has shown from the grave. Pardon has shown from the grave. Let no one fear death, for the death of our Savior has set us free. He has destroyed death by enduring it for us. He has despoiled hell by going down into its kingdom. He has angered it by allowing it to taste of his flesh. When Isaiah foresaw all this, he cried out, Oh, hell, you have been angered by encountering him in the nether world. Hell is angered because frustrated. It is angered because it has been mocked. It is angered because it has been destroyed. It is angered because it has been reduced to naught. It is angered because it is now kept. Hell seized a body, and lo, it encountered heaven. It seized the visible and was overcome by the invisible God. O oh, death, where is your sting? O oh, hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen, and you are abolished. Christ is risen and the demons are cast down. Christ is risen and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen and life is freed. Christ is risen and the tomb is emptied of the dead. For Christ, being raised from the dead, has become the leader and the reviver. He has become the leader and the reviver of those who had fallen asleep. To him be glory and power forever and ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please stand and let us confess our faith.